Okay, but so why this that is... song? That sounded creepy. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, why could it be Mbop or something a little bit more fun? <laughs> the Hanson Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> right. I agree. cheery. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Okay, so they played the music... When you're in the surgery. Now, usually in post-op, you get pudding, right? Is that right? <laughs> How can you have any pudding if you don't eat your meat? Okay, so they play. Here's what happened. Scientists reconstructed another brick in the wall by Pink Floyd by eavesdropping on people's brain waves. It's the first time a recognizable song has been decoded from recordings of electrical brain activity. So they played the song during surgery, and then they're able to get this from the brain activity, the brain waves. I can hear it, but so what? They hooked some things up to the brain, and then what do you mean they reconstructed it? Uh, so they were they were able to eavesdrop into those brain waves, and the brain re- made that noise. Yes, and create that music. So the hope is that by doing so, could ultimately, according to the Guardian and others, restore the musicality of natural speech in patients who struggle to communicate because of disabling neurological conditions, like a stroke. Okay, but why so that is, song? That sounded creepy. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, why could it be Mbop or something a little bit more fun? <laughs> the Hanson Brothers. <laughs> right. I agree. cheery. <laughs> something with a good beat that I can dance to. No? Scary. So here's my question. What if they're hearing like what you guys are talking about, you doctors and you nurses, when you're in there doing all the cutting? Could we record that brain activity and hear what oh. they were saying about you? Look at this guy. Recreate that. He this was water skiing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this guy was doing. What an idiot. Look at this Blew leg. out his entire hamstring. A moron. Yeah, he's on the radio, I think. <laughs> 714 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Sports is up next. It's brought to you by Wisconsin Harley-Davidson in Oconomowoc, your destination dealer. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Milwaukee Brewers dropped game one of the three-game set to the Dodgers in Los Angeles on Tuesday night by a final score of 6-2. Despite the loss, though, the Brewers still leading the NL Central by three and a half games following the Reds and Cubs loss. Brewers-Dodgers game two will get underway late tonight with a first pitch of 9-10. And speaking of Dodgers, Vinny, Eric, have you ever thought of naming your child after an athlete, Pancake, this applies to you as well. Any any thoughts of you and Mrs. Pancake naming your no. child? No. Okay. You guys? No. no? I mean, Megatron was out there, but <laughs> <laughs> that was floated. Well, at least. What I mean. Was it floated? It was floated. There's an athlete oh, nickname great. there. Yeah. Any of you guys thought of? I don't. Not deliberately. Okay. Um, in the running for well, I said it was in the running. My wife, not so much. For my son, who ultimately became Max, was uh, Apollo. Okay, I, I can dig that. Remember Apollo I Anton do. Ono? Yeah. Right? But bet, that wasn't why, it just was out there. I bet sure. there are a couple of Bretts out there. Apollo Creed? There's a couple mm-hmm. of Bretts out there, I bet, because of Brett Favre. Oh, for sure. Well, Mookie Betts, the L.A. Dodgers outfielder, where Very the Milwaukee name. Brewers are playing, he's going to be known for more than just playing baseball now. Something pretty neat happened, and I wanted to share this story. So back a couple of weeks ago, I was on deck, and this guy was started talking to me, and he said, Mookie, if you hit a home run... 
I'll name my daughter, her middle name Mookie. And I heard this and I, I laughed and he said he was serious. And so I turned around and told him, nah, don't do that, bro. Don't, don't do that. And he said, no, nah, I'm going to do it. And says, your wife wouldn't like that, bro. Don't do that. He said, no, nah, I'm going to tell her. So, so he goes up to bat. It's a shame. Mook went 0 for 4 that night. <laughs> no. <laughs> so he's going up to bat. He's, he walks up to the plate. I mean, can you guess what happens next? Did he? Then that at bat is when I hit, I think, the first home run I've hit in my career. And so I circle the bases, come back, um, and give him a fist bump. There's a little video of, of it. I thought it was super cool. And then, like, a couple weeks later, I see on Twitter the birth certificate for Francesca Mookie Mancuso. <laughs> Shout out to you, Giuseppe. Uh, I can't wait to meet Francesca. So there's a Mookie out there after cool. hitting a, a home run. I thought that was pretty cool. Who did uh, who? Who was Kramer trying to get to hit two home runs in Seinfeld Paul for the O'Neal? Yankees? Paul O'Neill, yeah. right? They had the Giving him some tips. Like, Can you get Paul O'Neill to hit me a home run? He wanted two. Like, no, two hitting home runs. runs is hard. Where'd you get two from? <laughs> Uh, pretty cool story out of L.A. The, uh, the the Brewers will look to rebound later tonight, and the Packers will begin a pair of joint practices later this morning with the New England Patriots. 719, Wisconsin's Morning News. Seven twenty three this Wednesday morning, Wisconsin's Morning News. Some new developments in, is it fair to call it one of the biggest corporate disappointments in Wisconsin history? Sure. You think? Well, as much as it was touted and celebrated and predicted to be great. Then President Donald Trump, July 2017, Racine County, Wisconsin. Congratulations on truly one of the eighth wonder. I I think we can say this is, we can say, the eighth wonder of the world. This is the eighth (laughs) wonder of the world. And right now, still wondering what the hell happened. All all of everything that was supposed to be. Foxconn in Wisconsin. Years later now, the announcement at that time with a multi-billion dollar tax incentive promised from the state and local entities as well. The Taiwanese electronics manufacturer was going to create 13,000 jobs at a sprawling facility near the freeway in Racine County. It was going to spur development all along the I-94 corridor, and Foxconn would establish a footprint across the state of Wisconsin. And it's on that latter promise that we have an update this morning. From the Green Bay Press-Gazette, which is part of Gannett Newspapers, so it was republished on, if you have JS Online, you'll see there. Right. Uh, This story out of Green Bay, Foxconn Technology Group has listed for sale the downtown Green Bay Riverfront high-rise five years after its intended use did not materialize. So one of the larger buildings, if you know downtown Green Bay at all, one of the only buildings that really rises up, it's a brown brick building. It's called the Watermark Building. If you're old school a little bit, you remember it used to have the Yonkers in it. Okay. It's right there by the downtown mall. But Foxconn bought it and then did virtually nothing with it and now is putting it up for sale. Press Gazette reminding us Foxconn also put its building up for sale in Eau Claire recently. Statement provided to the Press Gazette, Foxconn Technology Group confirmed it wants to sell the building in order to focus on its Mount Pleasant operations. With ongoing business activities taking place within Foxconn Science and Technology Park in Mount Pleasant, Wisconsin, Foxconn is concentrating its focus on the park, the statement hmm. said. I'm a little surprised only because I everything that I've ever read or heard about Chinese businesses and what that they have all the time in the world. 
happy to sit on property, happy to sit on something, wait out an administration or wait out a phase, wait out an economic downturn or upturn or whatever, and do work on some area. So I figured they would hold on all the properties for as long as they felt like they wanted Because why not? To. Yeah, why not? Right. Because then, you know, who knows, five, seven more years and then do something with it. Apparently divesting themselves of yeah. some of the outstate things going on. Now, there is still activity at the Foxconn site. Sure. Um, I mean, like, where are we now? You've got the glass ball, right? You can see that from the freeway. That, I think they call that the Innovation Center. Ah. I don't think a whole lot goes on in there. You do have a manufacturing facility, pretty, pretty large building. Mm-hmm. That was uh, most recently used, according to the article from the Press Gazette, by Foxconn to produce microconverters used in solar energy technology for another company. So things have been made there. And there's also, to your point, still room to grow. The current deal was reworked under the Governor Tony Evers administration, not at $10 billion, the investment, but about $9 billion less. Right. (laughs) New jobs promised in the area of 1,500 instead of 13,000. Did we get ripped off? And I think this has been an unfair criticism by people who have been misinformed. Well, we paid $3 billion or $4 billion for this, and and we didn't get anything. We didn't pay that. All of these stuff, even under the original deal, was tied to benchmarks that Foxconn had to hit in order to get the payments. So according to this latest article, we've paid out about $37 million in tax credits. Now, we, in fairness, didn't get a lot out of that, but we didn't pay anybody $3 billion. More incentives if goals are reached by 2025 under the current deal. So there, there could still be things to come. And in terms of the focus that was put on that property, you do have totally separate deal but microsoft coming in they're planning to invest a billion dollars and that's happening by all measures that we can see that's going to happen but an update on that particular project and where we are all these years later eighth wonder of the world this is the eighth wonder of the world Saturday Unlimited, WDTMJ News Time, 737. we got Brian D. in the house for Brewers 360. That's coming your way at 745. It is vacation season and tourists around the world eager to travel after years of pandemic restrictions. Well, apparently they're not all behaving well. On Monday, security guards at the Eiffel Tower finding two American tourists asleep in an off-limits area. They were drunk. <laughs> they bought tickets. Were Let's go and... sleep it off in the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> yeah, like back in this back area where you're not supposed to go. So that was an issue. Of course, we had the issue where those uh, young Brits were carving into the Colosseum, um, caught carving his and his fiance's name into the nearly 2,000-year-old structure. That happened recently. And then this uh, situation in, um, this was in Italy near Milan, a German influencer tried to hug a 150-year-old sculpture worth more than 200 grand, and he knocked the sculpture over. A Deutsche Influencer. The prime minister branding that tourist an imbecile. <laughs> so, yeah. so take it easy, folks, <laughs> if you're traveling. Take my picture here. Yeah, no need to hug that statue. <laughs> What's going on with people? At least it wasn't all Americans. At least our guys just <laughs> slept one off. Isn't that funny? Right. Didn't damage anything. I, I thought the same thing. Well, at least we weren't all doing those things. <laughs> Idiots all over the world. <laughs> Not just us. News is sponsored by Annex Wealth Management's Money Talk. It's heard Saturdays at 10, right here on WTMJ. Milwaukee Night Market returns this evening. So you got street closures on Wisconsin Avenue starting in the early afternoon just outside the 3rd Street Market Hall. The afternoon show these days. Be there. Wisconsin's afternoon news. Mm-hmm. Going to do the whole show live. Yep. Now it's literally just outside the door. <laughs> but hey, to move the show outside, still out there, yeah. big operations. Mm-hmm. You can see John Mercure, Greg Matzik, and the team. They'll be setting up just outside here at 3rd and Wisconsin. Downtown Employee Appreciation Week rolls on in Milwaukee. What do I get for free today, Eric? 
Gotta have gotta have some free coffee, right? Oh, okay. That's a that's a fixture every day. So your free coffee, everything's happening at Schlitz Park today before the night market tonight. You've got free coffee this morning from eight until nine thirty outside at Schlitz Park. Pilcrow Coffee is providing that. Okay. All right. Lunchtime Thank you. event features brats and chips outside at uh, Schlitz Park as well. And the Bucks basketball shootout. Office games and challenges and the like. Anything for the uh, 21 and older crowd? The hard stuff. It's <laughs> <laughs> not listed. No? Uh, man, you can't be giving away booze, right? <laughs> yeah, that's never a good <laughs> Especially recipe. at lunch, even in Milwaukee. <laughs> even in Milwaukee. 743, we've got Brewers 360 coming up next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Milwaukee Brewers dropped game one of the three-game set to the Dodgers in Los Angeles on Tuesday night. This one by a final score of 6-2. to two. Despite the loss, though, the Brewers still leading the NL Central by three and a half games following both the Reds and Cubs loss on Tuesday night as well. Brewers-Dodgers game two will get underway late tonight. Coverage gets underway here on WTMJ beginning at 8.35. Brewers 360 is sponsored by Outdoor Living Unlimited. And with the crew on the West Coast today, we've got Brian D. from ESPN Milwaukee standing in. Morning, sir. Good morning, Vince. What's the deal here? I think this is the levering slot. Now that he's over 40, he can't get up and talk with you guys at 545 in the morning. What's going on? Yeah, 545 local time for level. I think we gave him that out, Brian, to be honest with you. We're like, hey, dude, we don't have to do that. We've got got a, a great bench here. Glad to have you with us. So I think we offered that to Level. I think that's fair. Now, question for you, Vince, off the top. Your your injury has gone viral. And in, in the world of baseball, is this is this a 15-day stint on the injured list? Is this more of a 6D? When are we going to have you back? Will, you, will we have you back for the postseason? What's going on? Here? It's funny. I was thinking of that in terms of it, exactly that. So I blew out my leg, if you hadn't heard, water skiing last week. I thought that was an, <laughs> an instant 15-day like where okay. where the skipper comes out and he's like, well, for sure he's on the 15. You texted me, my summer is gone. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds That's more a like a literal overreaction, I think, right? And I, I'm just surprised, Eric, this wasn't written into his contract where like normally Major League Baseball players, you got to stay off the skis and the jet skis right? and skydiving. And the, uh, we, we probably should cut Vinny, I think. <laughs> well, t- Tuesday night tennis at the Village Club did not have a contract situation with me. So, okay. Although the boys are disappointed. <laughs> uh, nonetheless. Hey, real quick, I did want to ask you about last night. So you got the Brewers on the road here. You've got LA and then the Rangers to follow. An important trip. However, we didn't lose any ground yesterday. So I guess, okay, we weren't going to win them all out on the West Coast. Yeah, that's the blessing is no harm done, and Brandon said it in his sports there as well. You you get kind of lucky, too, because the Cubs are playing the White Sox over the next three days. The White Sox, the Southsiders, have been terrible this year, and they lose, and then Cleveland takes care of Cincinnati, so no harm done. You know, my biggest takeaway from last night's game is actually something that happened after that Dodgers manager Dave Roberts said. He said that our bar as the Dodgers, uh, isn't any other team. It's just ourselves, and they're, they're scooting right along, where it feels like this is a gigantic series for Brewers fans and for the Brewers, right? It's one of those situations where it's, hey, we're going up against one of the best teams in the National League. This is a litmus test three days for us in a huge divisional race. For the Dodgers, it's just Tuesday, right? And I, I think the Brewers, if they're going to get this thing across the finish line, have to keep that mentality for the rest of the season of this is just another game. Let's continue to stack victories, and hopefully that'll put us back in the postseason. Is 2-4 and four a good enough road trip, like if I offered you that right now? 
I think it is. Given yeah. the caliber of teams that they're playing, you, you just want to stay a little bit ahead in this divisional race, come home, and, you know, in the blink of an eye, it's going to be Craig Tember, right? We always feel good about the Brewers when the calendar flips to September. So just if they can enter the month of September with some momentum and with that divisional lead, I feel really good about their chances. And the other nice thing that happened last night is Carlos Santana uh, hit a no-doubt home run even though he's on the back nine of his career, it feels like he's done that at every stop, whether it's Cleveland, Pittsburgh, or any of the other places that he's been. I think he's going to be a key contributor down the stretch for the Brewers. ESPN's Brian D. with us on Brewers 360. Hey, Thanks, Brian. my friend. Appreciate you. Yep. You bet. Ice up. 748. Plenty of ice on Wisconsin's Morning News. 752. Mark Tauscher is off this week. Mark back with us on Wisconsin's Morning News next week. Do want to look ahead to next week's GOP presidential debate right here in Milwaukee. Former President Donald Trump has not committed to joining the debate, although he is promising on Monday a news conference where he claims he will present evidence to exonerate himself and the charges, federal and now state, that he is criminally liable for efforts to overturn the result of the 2020 election. The interesting thing is, he continues to lead in the polls, and it's possible he becomes the Republican nominee for president with these varying court cases still playing out or even possible convictions. So then what? ABC News partners with 538.com. You've heard of them uh, online. Amelia Thompson-DeVoe is a senior writer there. She is live with us on the Tri-County Contracting Hotline this morning. Thanks so much for your time, Amelia. Let me just start right here with this that it's a question Americans do need to consider. Could we approach the November election next year with all of this stuff still hanging over the head of the GOP nominee? I mean, I think it's absolutely possible that that these legal troubles will still be hanging over Donald Trump's head. Um, I mean, the, the chance that all of these cases will be tried and completed by a year from now, um, when we're really getting into the heat of the election season, is, you know, it's possible. Um, but these, we're talking about trials that could be really long. Um, we're talking about litigation that's really complicated. So I think some of the trials may have concluded um, and Trump may have been acquitted or convicted. But I, I don't see a world where he's not dealing with these legal troubles to some extent. Uh, a year from now as we head into the campaign where he may well be the GOP nominee. I am curious about him being the front runner, if that's because he's the most popular or if he's the most recognizable name wise and otherwise, or if it's because he's on TV all the time. I mean, I think he's, he's popular among his Republican base. What we're seeing among Republican voters is that they like him. Many of them believe that, he did win the 2020 election, although, of course, that that's a false belief. He did not. Um, and they don't like the other GOP candidates as much as they like Trump. You know, we, we can look at the favorability numbers for a candidate like Ron DeSantis, and they're fine um, among Republicans. It's not that Republicans think that Ron DeSantis is a bad candidate, but They just haven't seen someone who really appeals to them in the way that Trump does, despite this massive cloud of legal trouble that is now hanging over his head. Amelia Thompson-DeVoe with 538.com. Appreciate your perspective this morning, Amelia. Thank you. Thank you. Of course, Milwaukee, the center of all this. So obviously the GOP debate next week, but then hosting the Republican National Convention. It could all come down to here. Right. And then here's another thought. Let's say... 
that there are convictions for the former president. Yet he presses on in his campaign. And it comes down to this convention here in Milwaukee. You know, could delegates change their minds? Could they, you have this quote-unquote brokered convention of other people rising up and saying, well, we know he won this primary or we know he won the caucus here. However, he's since been convicted of things. And yeah, we don't, I, don't, like, I just don't see that being successful. The way the tides seem to turn and the way the support seems to ramp up for someone, I think they would ignore the conviction. Right. Well, and, and could you imagine if you had delegates who didn't go with and each state has its own rules about how delegates are awarded and right. things like that. But could you imagine, say, for example, Trump were to win Wisconsin in the primary. Yeah. And then Wisconsin's delegation somehow tries to not get not award those delegates to Trump. Like, what would the reaction be? The backlash right. be all of that. Like, so I, I mean, unless there was some, unless there was someone coming in second who is close then how is that even a conversation, right? I mean, you think he does the debate here next week? He doesn't, right? He's not on that stage. I, I don't. I mean, I don't right? know. He's doing this big thing on Monday. Apparently, we'll see. I don't. I, I, I don't think he does it. Hasn't committed one way or another to that event here. A week from tonight in Milwaukee. Seven fifty-seven. Business headlines are up next. Here's Milwaukee Business Journal's Sean Ryan. A $4.7 million gift from Freighter Health is helping 16th Street Community Health Centers expand its flagship clinic. A groundbreaking was held Tuesday for that $9 million Milwaukee project. A planned concert venue next to Pfizer Forum is getting redesigned after its construction costs go up by about $10 million. Instead of having a large and small venue in one building, it would have only one auditorium with 4,500 seats. Manufacturer Dynamic Tool is converting a former Kohl's office building into industrial space in Menominee Falls. That project will help the locally owned company add to its current count of 75 employees. This is Sean Ryan with MilwaukeeBusinessJournal.com on News Radio WTMJ.